Hey everyone, grab your Bible and a journal and even a cup of coffee. And I want you to write this down. Philippians 1, verses 3 through 6. I thank my God in all remembrance of you, always offering a prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. I'm your host, AJ, and I'm so glad you're joining us as Dot begins a four-week series through the book of Philippians. Let's jump into the conversation. Hey everyone, Karen and I have talked about what we wanted to do for uh, our next podcast and for a couple of weeks we really thought it would be fun if we invited you to join us through the study of Philippians. We're going to take the whole book of Philippians for a couple of weeks, maybe a, a chapter a day, and we're going to just talk about what Paul is talking about and how God can speak to our hearts. And even though Paul is writing to the Christians in Philippi, we can look at this book and we can read what God is saying through Paul to these Christians and God can speak to our hearts. And I know that Philippians has been quoted often. I know that I've seen on back of t-shirts of athletes that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And as I think about the book and Paul, as he was writing, he was in prison. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you read uh, Philippians, I want us to really pay attention of how joyful and how thankful and what a great attitude Paul had. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when you're reading the book, you may think that he's on vacation. <laughs> Everything is just going great in his life. And I don't know about you, but I felt a little guilty that Paul is in such a good mood. How did Paul learn the secret of life? Matter of fact, that's in Philippians. We'll learn that, like the goal of life. Mm. And what did Paul see as his purpose? And there's some deep teaching. And so we won't have time to go way deep into this book. I didn't know exactly what book we were going to talk about. And I just felt led that this would be a great book for all of us to read and ask God to open our hearts. You know, things are kind of hard these days. Uh, We keep saying that over and over again. Don't want to sound depressing every single podcast. Paul, you know, as he's writing this letter, he's writing to the Christians and he is in prison and he is thinking, well, maybe I won't live through this. We see in chapter 1, verse 21, it says, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. And there's this this feel that there's nothing that can come against Paul, that Paul doesn't find joy or victory in. And yet, we know Paul is human. We do know that Paul had to struggle at some point of wondering what's going to happen You know, is Mm -hmm. God going to come through this time? There have been many times Paul was facing death. There was many times he was in prison. There was times that he was beaten and left shipwrecked. And, you know, he's gone through some really hard times. Yeah, I wish he wrote with a little bit more emotion. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think that would have been maybe helpful. Maybe it wouldn't have been. Maybe it wouldn't be. But I think there are times where I could probably write from a joyful perspective, but I could be crying, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I think that's where, you know, that he says I'm hard pressed, you know, 
I mean, he's talking about wanting to be with Christ and stay here, but I think that it's a similar, you know, being hard pressed of having joy in the Lord, but also your heart can be breaking or, you know, your body can be in physical pain or be sitting in prison and fighting, you know, depression or Mm -hmm. whatnot. But I think that's what those important things of our emotions isn't always true of reality. reality, Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, I just would wonder, you know, like as he's writing, I mean, any of his letters, you know, like what was he feeling? And maybe he writes with more emotion than I'm realizing in this moment, but I don't know. I just would be curious to know, like, Paul, what are you at? What are you feeling apart Mm -hmm. from joy? I mean, I know, yes, joy. But what human emotions, you know? Well, ironically, as you get into to Philippians, and I, I really want to encourage you as uh, you're listening to us that every day, maybe just read uh, Philippians, the first chapter, over and over again and ask God to show you, like, God, what is Paul saying and how did he deal with such terrible situation and continue to have the faith? And I think you'll find as you look in chapter one, where he said, you know, in in verse 21, where it says, for to me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. But then in 22, look, it says, but if I am to live on in the flesh, that will mean fruitful labor for me. For I do not know which to choose, but I am hard pressed from both directions, having the desire to, to depart and be with Christ. For that is very much better. And I think Paul is saying, you know what? I'm just ready to get this over with. Yeah. I'm ready to die. I'm just, Wait, I don't blame him. Yeah. And he's saying, you know, but then I know that there's still things here in my life. There's still things that God wants me to do. And his mentality, his viewpoint was, if I'm here, if I'm breathing, I have a purpose. And it's not my own agenda, right. but it is for what God has. For me, it is what God has planned for me. And it is to look and to, to share Christ. You know, Paul said, I preach nothing but Jesus Christ. And it was as if Paul had the same passion. You know, Paul was so passionate about God and he was going to kill all the Christians because he thought that the Christians was really going against God until God stopped him. Here's what I think is the key here. What I think is this. Paul saw his circumstances as an opportunity for God to use him to build the kingdom. Right. Well, he always had the eternal perspective. Eternal perspective. And I think that's exactly what he's saying. He said, you know, I could just go on and live in the flesh or I could die. He said, I'm hard pressed. He said, I don't know what I want to do. You know, he says to me to live is Christ and die is gain. And you know what I think he's saying? It's a win-win. Right. You know, and I think that if we look for the key of what's the goal of life, if we look at what maybe Paul is saying as he's going through this uh, very difficult time in his life, and we can pay attention to Paul's motivation and his mindset, I think we can learn something. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would it be like if you and I both, no matter what we were going through, that we would see our circumstances as God's opportunity to show us who he is and to show us that there's a purpose and a plan for it. He says in verse 12, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. I mean, that's what he's... Mm -hmm. You know, this hard press, this being in prison, you know, everything, the good and the bad, you Mm -hmm. know, that has happened to him. 
Um, it's happened so that the gospel is spread so that the Philippians would know him mm-hmm. or, you know, would know Jesus in, you know, everything that it's that eternal perspective. And I'm sure, I mean, he's human. We, I think mm-hmm. we can sometimes think of Paul as like super yeah, saint. That's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, and I mean, he was obviously incredible, but I think obviously that had nothing to do with him. It was just, you know, you've said in episodes before of we have that same power within us. But it's that mentality. Right. But he it's never lost that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, is how we view our circumstances. And I think that's a key here. And Paul was saying, look, I want you to know, and I want you to be encouraged that my imprisonment has uh, built up the kingdom. Well, he says, yeah, in verse 14, he says exactly that. Like having, be- and most of the brothers having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment are much more bold to speak the word without fear. And like, I think which that- is what you just said. It's like, because I've been imprisoned, you know, a lot of you guys are much more bold to speak without fear. And, you know. Because if you get in prison, you know you can live through it. Right. And I think that that's one of the things in chapter one that Paul is saying, look, don't feel sorry for me. Right. Because I am here and I understand that my life is to teach and to preach the gospel. And I want to encourage you that no matter what happens to me, that God is going to continue to be glorified. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these Christians were facing persecution as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think that Paul was trying to encourage them to say, look, I, I'm in prison. Paul, mm-hmm. the, the super saint, the guy that literally was given that special revelation that was caught up into the third heavens. God allowed me to be in prison. He allowed me to go through these hard times. He wanted to encourage them to say, if God allowed me to go through this, he may allow you to go through this. And I want you, I want to encourage you to know that there's a greater purpose. Mm -hmm. Well, and he will be praying for them because, Mm -hmm. I mean, I love that too, where he does show, you know, some weakness in 18 and 19 of saying like, yes, I will rejoice because he knows that the Philippians prayer and the help of the spirit Mm -hmm. will turn out his deliverance. And so I think, you know, that's where... Like that's the key. It's, you know, it's, it's that intercessory prayer, you know, like we had did a whole series on prayer and we feel like sometimes prayer, like quote unquote, doesn't work. I think a lot of why he has such joy is because of the Philippians prayers, you know, mm-hmm. like that's their answer. They're um, praying for them. Right. And he knew that they were praying for him and he was praying for them. He said, I pray that your love may still abound more and more and that you will have discernment and you'll have knowledge. I love the fact that he prayed that they would walk in a manner worthy of their calling. And one of the things that I pray every single day for myself is that I would walk in a manner worthy of my calling. And um, over the years, I've prayed many of Paul's prayers that are written in these letters over my children and over you, Kara, that you would walk in a manner worthy of your call and that you would know with certainty that God loves you and that he has allowed you to live and that there's a reason for your life, that there you see purpose. And I think that that's what Paul is, is saying. You know, as we get on into Philippians, we're going to see that Paul says, I've learned to be content, but he also gives us a great example of what is the goal of life, how to live and be content when things aren't uh, going the way that we think that it should and this is in philippians and we're going to learn this Mm -hmm. but i think he starts off from the very beginning to say hey i want you to know one thing this is what i'm living for and i am living 
to give out the gospel that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And so when he had that as the main agenda, it didn't matter if he was in jail or if he was free walking around. He was free no matter where he was right. because of his mentality and his motivation. He had purpose. And I just want to just think and talk about just a minute. How would your life be if every single day you had one goal and, and you say, you know what? I'm here to um, represent and to walk worthy by being who God wants me to be and to share Christ with other people. Mm. I mean, life would be a little bit different. Yeah. When I think, you know, one thing that we can look at Paul, obviously, and get a lot of truth, but also we can't compare to Paul, you know, like we mm-hmm. were not, I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone listening, but I personally am not called to go get on a ship in the Mediterranean and preach the word, mm-hmm. you know, to all these towns and cities. And so I think it's like, okay, what is like, what is that in my, in your, in my world, you know, and for some people it could be, um, you know, raising your children in a way that glorifies God, right. It could be, um, you know, studying in a way that's, you know, truthful and not cheating or not, you know, whatever it could, you know, it, I feel like it can look so many different ways. And so I think it goes back to the whole, what he is saying is the whole point is Jesus. And so I think there's that balance of, okay, what has God, you know, the single focus of, I want to live my life to glorify God, but also that's his job. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like there's, there's our part, but there's also God's part. And so it's not like, I don't, you know, living to advance the gospel doesn't mean we have to go shipwreck, you know, in the Mediterranean for the gospel or be in prison. prison. Right. But it's okay. What is what's God? What is that in my life? Right. I think that the the key here is to say, you know what? I need to step back, and I need to know that God has a plan for my life. And whether it's you know, like you said, Kara, whether it's I'm a student, or I'm a mom, or I'm single, or I'm a friend, or I'm a sister, or I'm a daughter, or whatever place you are right now there are things that you're in your life right now that what God's called you to do you are there for purpose mm-hmm. and that if you could live and see that that no matter what's going on in your life right now number one you can use this circumstance you can use this situation to reflect mm-hmm. God, you right. can uh, do it in such a way that others see that you're different, right? Yeah, we can. I think we can do that in the. It's doing that in the good and the hard days. You know, mm-hmm. like in some ways, it's, it's easier easy. to do it on the hard days because, you know, sometimes they're so hard. It's like all you have is to, you know, you're right. holding on to Jesus so much, and so sometimes it's those are easier. In some ways, not all the way, all the time, but in some ways it can be harder when it's in the easy days because Mm -hmm. we can tend to quote unquote forget about Jesus, you know, because things are going well. Yeah. And so it's okay. How, you know, how, how to do that regardless of what Mm -hmm. is going on, whether we're in a situation that we don't want to be in or a season we don't want to be in or jail cell that we don't want to be in. And figuratively, you know, sometimes that can just be our own strongholds or our own bondage. And you know, Paul does say this. He says, I've learned to be content. 
I've had good things. I've had bad things. I've had a lot. I've had little. And we're going to talk about that because that is in Philippians. And he's like, I've learned the secret. And so it's like, well, Paul, what's the secret? What's the secret? And I think he starts the book out. It's almost like his thesis. It's almost, he's like saying, I'm a bond servant of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Like that's the key. That's, that's the key. The answer. Is that I know that the reason I live is for Christ. Right. Well, and it's like, so when good things happen, that's happening for the good of Christ. When bad things are happening, you know, I, I don't want to say it's for the good of Christ, but it could be so that God uses, you know, you or the situation or whatever. You know, I think that for me, when I've seen people go through really, really hard times and how that they continue to be faithful and they continue to to walk very faithful with God, that their faith is strong. I'm like, how, how, how do they do that? And I've seen people that, you know, everything's going great. You look at their lives and you think, wow, you know, everything seems to go well for them. And yet you talk with them. And they're just like, you know what? It's just God. It's just God that's that uh, has gotten me through these good times. It's God that's gotten me through these bad times. And I think that that's what Paul is, is saying. And I think that Paul is saying, you know what? You cannot get me down. Like, I may be a prisoner in Rome, but I'm free. And he's saying, you know, no matter what happens to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And I just think what a perspective. If we just looked at life every single day like you know what no matter what comes my way you're not going to get me down right. you are not going to destroy me right. which and i think that you know though going back to earlier talking about emotions mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you're so glad that your you know husband has cancer mm -hmm. or, or that exactly you're walked out the door right like that doesn't mean you know that is just eternal mm -hmm. perspective you know i think it's a choice it's really hard. But I think what Paul is saying, I'm choosing to look at every situation that I'm in, that I'm here because of Christ. And Jesus could free me. He's, you know, he certainly did free him when he was in prison. But there came a time Jesus didn't free him and he died. Mm -hmm. But I think that for us, as we look at Paul, we're not trying to be Paul. But we can look at Paul's attitude and his motivation of why he's living. He saw his purpose. We don't want to forget this. Kara, this is so important. We cannot lose sight why we're here. We get so caught up. You've heard me say this a hundred times. God never died for me to be a mom. God never died for me to be a wife. Mm -hmm. God died for me. Well, I mean, we just had a conversation recently. Um, I was telling you, God reminded me in a prayer morning with him, mm -hmm. you know, I've spoken on here before about being in my mid thirties and single and God just reminding me of, this is not about you finding your person. This is who is the best for my kingdom. Like who is mm -hmm. the best to bring you two together so that you are better together for my kingdom. And that's exactly what that, and it's chapter that one is, and it's that, yeah, it was, it was just such a I mean, it is nothing new. I mean, I already knew that in my head, but just like him reminding me of like, hey, this isn't like, you don't have to figure out if this person is right or wrong or if this situation, you know, whatever, but it's. Or like, like you hey, haven't been picked or. Right. Know? It's like if, if you would be better together for my kingdom 10 years ago, it would have happened. But just remember like, and so my prayer, you know, has been God, you know, is he or is this 
best for your kingdom. It's would mm-hmm. us together bring you more glory. Would us together be better for the kingdom and not, Ooh, I don't like, I don't like the way he, I don't like his shoes. <laughs> or yeah. I don't like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm being, you know, yeah. I'm being dramatic in that sense, but you know, sometimes we can get, and not just in singleness, but I think in so many different areas, but it's like taking that moment and stopping and being like, okay, God, what do you think about this? Or where are you in this? Or what do you want to do in this? Mm-hmm. Or I've heard sweet Ron Dunn say, when things go bad, it's not why God, but what now God? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we look at things and we have an internal perspective, like, okay, God, what now? What do you want now? How can this situation best glorify you? Mm -hmm. And how can I view this situation as an opportunity to glorify your name, to represent you well, to represent the King well, to walk in a manner worthy of your calling? Well, and sometimes there are seasons like you have to remind yourself of that, like every 10 seconds. I mean, it is like you are fighting to the nail to just remember that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think God helps us for sure. Um, in those moments when we you know, are willing, mm-hmm. then he is faithful to complete that. But, um, but for right now, chapter one, I think it is a great opportunity for you, for me, and for you that are listening to take a moment and look at chapter one and say, God, what am I living for? Mm. what am I enslaved to am I enslaved to you or am I enslaved to my own selfish desire Mm -hmm. and I think that the Holy Spirit in us will open our eyes and give us a a fresh uh, viewpoint of like like with you Carol like when you were praying the other day and God said you know it's not really about you it's about what it will bring me glory what would be who is best for you not for me right it's like it's not who's best for me just because of me right who's best for me for god for god and i think that that's what paul said when i am a bond servant right and he said hey listen christians that fell about listen to me don't worry about me being in prison because some good stuff has come out of this well i think that's where we remember who he is Mm -hmm. who god is when it's good for him it's good for us you know and he's saying, as as we look at this chapter one, that he is saying to you and he's saying to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And when we face life every day, God, it's a win-win that you can use all things for your glory. And um, as we were in Africa, and one of the sweetest things I would hear them say, God is good all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. God is good. And they were in some very difficult situations. Mm-hmm. Life was not easy. And Paul said, look, don't worry about me. But if you get in prison, if you have difficult times, just remember God was always with me and that God used this imprisonment to better the kingdom, to grow the kingdom that more people now have found out about Christ because I was in prison. And I think that this is true, even in our situation, some of the toughest things that we've gone through, we've been able to use that to help others to say, I'm not necessarily going through everything you're going through, but I understand Mm -hmm. what you're going through. Yeah. I hope you wrote some of that down. For more content from DOT, head to dotbowen.com. 
This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. We look forward to being with you again next week for part two of our Philippians series. Thanks for listening.